Hello and welcome to the first episode of the AFSCME District Council 36 podcast. I am your host, Daisha. This podcast has been something that we have been interested in for a while now, and we are really excited to finally get things going. On today's episode, I will be sitting down with Council 36's political intern and Council 36's representational intern. We will be discussing young people's involvement in the labor movement and in unions. But first, I just want to mention that the election is a few days away. Yes, November 3rd is just a few days away. So if you have not already voted, make sure you get out and vote. And we also have a voter guide on the Council 36 website. That's www.afsme36.org. You can find our entire 2020 voter guide. It is extremely important that we elect leaders who are going to stand up for working people. Next, I would like to give a huge shout out to one of our members, Justo Franco. Justo was nominated for the AFSCME Never Quit Service Award. He is a member of Local 3634, and he is a Transit Operations Supervisor for LA Metro. AFSCME has an incredible story about him on their website, and it's very interesting to read, and we love highlighting our members and the hard work that they do. Our communities would not be possible without all of you guys' hard work. So shout out to you, Justo, and keep up the good work. Now, let's bring on the interns. So I am joined today by two lovely ladies. Um, For those who do not know, Council 36 has brought back their internship program. Um, So these are two of our interns. Um, Let's go ahead and introduce yourselves. Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Sarah Baruch. I am the political intern with AFSCME District Council 36, and I've been an intern with them since uh, early September. Hi, I'm Rachel Shareem. I am the representation intern with AFSCME District Council 36, and I have been working with y'all since the beginning of October. Okay, and so are you guys both currently students or recently graduates? I'm a recent graduate from UCLA. Okay, Rachel? I'm a recent graduate from UCSC. Oh, okay. And um, are both of your degrees in your, what you're doing internships for now or something different? Um, mine is, I um, studied political science and sociology. I did uh, similar legal studies and psychology. Awesome, that's really good to hear. Okay, so um, what drew both of you to the labor movement and labor unions? Uh, yes, Sarah speaking. Um, the I grew up in Los Angeles um, and attended public uh, schools all throughout. Um, and so UTLA definitely played a huge role in my upbringing and my understanding of labor unions, it seemed like, you know, we were always striking or fighting for something teachers always be stepping out in order to handle those issues so it was definitely um, an issue that was tied to my education, as far as um, getting the resources that we needed as students and also as our understanding that our educators were also you know, in this process of fighting for what they needed in order to be our educators. Um, And then when I went to UCLA, um, I asked me actually represents uh, folks at UCLA. So it seemed like um, asked me just definitely played a role in my understanding of labor unions in general. 
Um, and that was at the time that I was really starting to understand how political power is developed. Um, so kind of seeing those two things come hand in hand together, also studying political science and getting involved in organizing circles myself, um, it all just kind of neatly uh, came together. And that's why I decided to apply for the position with ASPE District Council 36. Awesome, Rachel. Yeah, I, um, I think I was like 14 or 15 when I started to, I guess, notice like some people around me whose, you know, their wages weren't really helping them live the happiest lives that they could live. And um, I started getting into documentaries, um, one of them being Sweatshop. It's like a documentary where people go, or these fashion bloggers go to um, actual sweatshops and see how clothes that they're like wearing and advertising are being made. And from that point on, I think, you know, I realized that there was an issue with, you know, the in with workers' rights, um, there's workers' rights issues and like standards that need to be upheld. And from that point on, I did like more research and realized like, oh, there's actual communities and groups that are like fighting for workers' rights, you know, like, like unions, you know. And um, from that point on, I was like, okay, I want to be a part of that change. Let's, you know, how can I do that? And yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Sarah, going back to you really quickly, um, dealing with like the UTLA strikes, how was that like being a student in the classroom, you know, one day your teacher's there, next day your teacher's out on strike, kind of how was that experience? Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a change in my understanding from like being in elementary school from being in high school. So it was definitely a process of first under like trying to understand, you know, like what a union was, why that was even something that we were talking about. Um, but by the time I was in high school, I think, I mean, I appreciated going to LAUSD schools because I think it, it's, you don't get that in every school district. Um, and so I think it was definitely an opportunity to learn and understand that, you know, these adults, these figures um, that, you know, you pay so much respect to, um, like they are, struggling themselves and they are finding solidarity with each other in order to get what they need in order to do their job well. Um, so it was definitely more of a learning experience in some ways than like some of the things that I was actually learning, knowing that they were um, dealing with these things outside of the classroom and the ways in which they were dealing with about dealing with them, excuse me, in order to develop their political power. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely see that. Um, so Rachel, dealing with the documentaries and dealing with sweatshops, did you ever see like the process or the formation of unions in those workspaces or were there any discussions um, in those sweatshops about this? Um, I, not exactly because, well, yeah, it's, I think if with sweatshops, it might be a little more complicated unfortunately, um, especially ones that are in um, outside the US. But, um, but yeah, so it, it's not, it's a little more difficult. Um, but there were people who like, they were fighting, they were communicating with like apparel companies and um, like H&M to get better contracts for the workers. Um, so today we still see like the problem, right? But um, it, it kind of brought attention to the problem, which was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, you know, there is this, I wanna say misconception out there that young people are not 
into unions, are into the labor movement, that that's, you know, that's what our older generations did, and now we have no need for them anymore. Um, so do you guys think that that's true? Um, when you sent us this question ahead of time, I actually laughed a bit because I can definitely, I, I know that the idea is out there and I think it's kind of grouped in with this understanding of, you know, like millennial, Gen Z, uh, everyone's spending their money frivol frivolously. And I just think it's so funny because young people are really the only people that I see engaging in organizing spaces in a, in a real way. Um, you know, it's my friends that are my age that are concerned about how much they should uh, tip when they go out to eat um, and are concerned about like whether or not they should be buying local versus if they should be buying something from Amazon. Um, I don't hear those conversations with people that are older. So with that and just all the political engagement that I've seen recently, all the creative ways that young people have taken it upon themselves to phone bank from home, um, to just really get involved again in organizing spaces that prioritize the needs of working class people. Um, I, I understand where the like misconstrued ideas are coming from, but it's very frustrating just because I, my lived experience is just the opposite. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, especially with the introduction or the use of technology and, and social media, um, that's definitely helped at least like me get involved um, more so. Um, it's helped me get involved in, you know, protests and um, just, you know, understanding more and educating myself as well. So um, I definitely have seen like the chain of events when somebody will post something on Instagram and then um, and then it'll like, you know, be reposted several times and that'll increase the engagement drastically. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I do as well. I think for me personally, um, one coming from a previous job that I did not like and <laughs> could definitely see the benefits of having a union in that space, uh, that kind of opened my eyes more to what the labor movement was. And everybody who worked there were, were young people, right? So this idea that you know, young people don't need labor unions anymore, that the older generations handle that. It's done. We don't need it anymore. Uh, it's funny and fascinating to me because it's like, okay, younger people still are dealing with these issues and they're definitely needed even yeah. you know, still In today. Ways, I think a lot of the work that older generations have done, you know, in our with Prop 22, for example, you know, we're seeing the ways in which these protections have been un or can be and have been unraveled so quickly. So I think younger people are really on top of this idea that there isn't the same job security than there that there was before. And we're living through a global pandemic. Like, of course, these issues are still present, if not more so. Um, so I, I think it's just funny to think that, you know, we learn about the labor un movement as if, as if it's something in the past and dealt with and now everything's fine um, when it's so clear that it's the opposite. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> it's a little frustrating um, to watch, but I think also inspiring to see that young people have such a commitment to wanting to make things better for themselves and for the generations to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, in this discussion about the need for 
you know, labor unions still today, what do you guys hear from your peers and, you know, your fellow classmates and peers in the workplace or just in your personal life? What have you kind of heard from them about this? Um, I think, I think most of my peers and friends, they definitely, um, this is Rachel speaking, by the way, um, definitely, most of my friends and peers definitely care about the labor movement. Um, I just think that sometimes it can, they do struggle with how to really fully engage in the movement in some way. Um, Cause it could be depending on, you know, where you are and your, you know, your current situation, it could be difficult to fully get involved. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not, um, that, you know, they're not fully, they're not engaging in the ways that they can. Um, but yeah, I know for myself to get involved in labor rights movement, it was quite difficult in the beginning. Um, so I think to, you know, but there are ways to, you know, go out to protest or, you know, just engage with people online or, um, you know, just kind of make your voice heard in some way is it really important, even if you're not directly involved in the movement. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the, the care is there, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely repeat the idea that the care, the care is there, I like that. Um, but I also, <laughs> that, um, you know, I think as you, you were talking about earlier, Rachel, you know, there's social media has obviously its pros and cons. Um, the pros from organizing and movement building being that, you know, it's easy to get information out. Um, so whether it be protests or phone banking um, or letter writing, you know, there are all these advertisements almost about like ways to get involved, um, which is really exciting and awesome. Um, I haven't necessarily seen labor take advantage of um, those spaces in the same way that I've seen other movements uh, do that. So I think that may explain why younger people aren't necessarily you know, seeing labor necessarily is the issue that's going to bring everyone together. Um, I think also with pay not always being the, the best as a young person, sometimes there is frustration. And I've talked to some of my friends about, you know, obviously they understand how important the union is, but it's hard to, especially if you're opting in to send dues in when your paycheck is already so small um, and you don't necessarily have benefits. Um, to kind of trust that the money that you're sending in is going to do the work that you need to do um, or that needs to be done rather. Um, that can especially be challenging for young people. Um, yeah, I think that, that probably sums it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree that, you know, bringing the labor movement and unions to a younger audience can be difficult. Difficult one, because you're talking about people who may not even be in the workforce, right? How do you talk about what's happening in the workplace to people who technically don't have a workplace, right? So how do you bring that sort of information to them? And then on the other note, yeah, how do we, I don't wanna say change labor movement, but how do we create a space for younger people in the labor movement in a way that they want to understand it and participate in, right? Yeah. Um, and you see movements like the, you know, the $15 movement, you know, 
and people, a lot of people say, well, those are, you know, McDonald's workers, they don't need $15. Oh, that's for college students, or that's for high school students, as if high school students don't deserve to have, you know, a livable wage, right? They may be living at home, but eventually they're going to go out into the world and live on their own. So they, they do need that. Um, so in your guys' opinion, how do you see this labor movement moving forward? How do we bring the labor movement to younger people in a way that'll make them want to get more involved and understand? Um, I think my thoughts of where we are politically are, you know, that, you know, traditionally you've seen movements that have revolved around one group of people or one identity um, and then moving. I think what has made recent political movements so different is the fact that it's and maybe even more powerful um, is that you see groups of people that maybe don't necessarily have the same lived experiences but understand that they are more powerful if we join together um, I'm thinking of Bernie's campaign of Warren's campaign of um, just kind of the movements that we've seen recently um, where people again that aren't necessarily um, you know working in the same place or maybe this isn't the best answer. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think just the idea that movements can and should work together and figure out ways to be inclusive is a really important idea. I think, um, I think one of the biggest factors, at least what I noticed amongst myself and some of my peers is that just having, um, having some of the older generation show that you know our our presence isn't that the younger generation's presence is important in the fight and in the labor rights movement um i think has has been really important for for me and my peers um i, I went to like an organizing school and um like session i guess and we um we discussed like the, it was held by um, it was held by these two gentlemen who are um, I want to say like 50s, 60s, and they there was a lot of younger people in the group, and they kept kind of informing us that you know they that we are important and that you know we're we're gonna add and continue on to this change that's needed. Um, and that kind of made me realize like, okay, yeah, like I, I need to be involved now. So then I can also inform the younger generation when it's my time that they're also important. And it kind of creates this sense of a, you know, an ongoing cycle. Yeah. And I think intersectionality is, is important to the labor movements, especially when you're talking about people who may not be in the workforce, um, showing them that, you know, things that are happening over here can affect you here as well um, is important to getting them involved. And I think a lot of young people are activists and are involved in other um, social justice movements and economic justice movements. So, you know, us in the labor movement and the labor unions, combining all of those things together can definitely open, you know, younger people's eyes to what's happening and definitely get them, want them to get involved. And, you know, I think that that that's important. I think that can happen. I like uh, I like what Rachel said, especially about giving younger people the chance to get involved and to have their decisions be, be taken seriously. Because I think 
in terms of com competing interests, I think that's probably where the biggest issue lies is that in other spaces, it is younger people that are leading uh, those movements and those organizations or whatever that space looks like. So, you know, if younger people, if the options are between, you know, this space where you feel like you're you're going to be heard and uh, your experiences are going to matter and people are going to listen to you versus, you know, you can, you might be able to get a word in here and there, but at the end of the day, there's not, there's no space for younger people, um, then I think there's, there's going to continue to be a frustration. Um, so I think it's definitely important that, and it is conflicting again, because unions listen to their members. And so sure, younger people do probably make up, you know, a significant part of that. But if labor, if the labor movement wants to see more of young people, they have to create a space um, and be serious about listening to their concerns and prioritizing them as well. Yeah, and I think that is why internship programs are important, right? Giving young people um, a foot in the door, right? You know, and hopefully that can turn into actual full-time jobs and large roles in these labor unions and in these spaces because, hey, this is not, <laughs> this is not only going to be the older generation's job. Eventually, it's going to be our job. And so we have to start now, right? It can't be once we're 30, 40 years old, then all of a sudden now we're involved. No, it has to start now. It has to start hopefully even younger than me, um, you know, and hopefully eventually, yeah, we can, we can turn this thing into something even more powerful than before, right? Um, in your roles now as interns, um, what kind of work have you guys been doing or learning or excited to learn in your roles? Um, I, there's, um, there's a number of things that we do on the political end of, uh, of unions. Um, yeah, you guys are busy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy time, um, which is really exciting. Um, there's definitely every time Isabel and I get on the phone, there's definitely like a, a whole new array of situations and tasks to do, which is very fun. I like that there's a, you know, there's a difference in what we're doing from week to week. Um, but we are training phone bankers, getting people on the phone, calling uh, people in unions to talk about uh, who they should be voting for and who has union interests at heart. Um, I actually um, have a lot of experience training phone bankers, so I'm glad that uh, that's something that I've been tasked with doing. Um, but I've also, Isabel's great in that she really does explain uh, like what meetings are going on. She has me attend them so that I can kind of see uh, what the conversations are looking like between uh, union reps and workers. Um, so it's attending meetings, it's phone banks, it's uh, writing scripts, it's doing research on candidates. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's a lot of different things. And, and we've got only a few days until the election. So it's, it's feeling like <laughs> there's definitely a lot to get done, but yeah. That sounds so exciting. Um, it seems like you're really passionate. So it's really nice to like, See how like see somebody so passionate about yeah. Um, so far, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm fairly new, so it a lot of it was a lot of it so far is kind of um, like you know, dipping my toes into it, just trying to see, um, trying to like you know set some organization in some aspects. Um, 
um, and getting more comfortable with the process of, you know, what the um, representation side has. So like, you know, working with like hearing documents and um, kind of, yeah, I guess just so far, it's just been a little bit of getting involved. It hasn't been too intense, but, um, you know, getting, I've been trying, I've been um, organizing some like memorandum of understandings and yeah, just trying to, I guess, still, still get a hold of everything so far. What are some things that you're interested in learning as far as representation goes? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really interested in learning about more so about the, um, the, I guess, the system of, um, you know, when a worker has, um, they want to go to uh, court, or they want to file a grievance and um, they or they want to have an investigation, all the, the whole process. I really want to learn more about that. And it seems as if I am going to be learning more about that process um, with time and hopefully become more involved within it. Um, so I should be starting next week, getting more involved in hearings, which is quite exciting. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, ladies, so much. I appreciate you guys taking the time to join me for our first ever podcast. Um, I think it pretty went pretty well, especially for the first time. Um, and I think that the labor movement is in great hands. Um, so I hope that we will see a lot more from you guys in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for episode one of the Council 36 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.